0: Today, we dive into On Her Majesty's Secret Service and look at some top 10 reasons why it is good, why it is critiqued so much, and why we think it should be in your top five James Bond movies. Hi, this is Dan. And Tom. Of SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Please do us a favor and subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to give a shout out to a couple of our loyal Facebook contributors who gave us feedback on our podcast. Come on, Bond, where the hell are you? Ten Ways Bond Could Survive, No Time to Die. So a shout-out to Morgan Lisney, Ram Thubrin, and Jamie Atkinson. Give us some quotes on our episodes, and we'll give you a shout-out too. All
1: right, so let's have a quick overview here. We know that On Her Majesty's Secret Service is generally regarded as a good James Bond movie. And I've got good in quotes with this, right? Because some people love it, some people hate it, and many people are just down the middle on it. It's a divisive movie in that regard, but since its debut, we think there's now a bigger appreciation for On Her Majesty's Secret Service now than there was when it was debuted in 1969.
0: I think that's right, Tom, because really there doesn't exist any official ranking for James Bond movies. But IMDb ranks Casino Royale, for example, the 2006 version, the top Bond movie, with a score of 8.0. Now, Honor Majesty's Secret Service is ranked 12th there, with a score of 6.7. Now, even if this is accurate, 12th out of 25 movies is much more respect than it got when it came out in general. And I think that this movie is gaining more respect as it ages.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting to me because you're talking about it from what IMDb ranks it. I looked at another thing, Rotten Tomatoes, that a lot of people do rankings on. Sure. Yeah. And this movie has a tomato meter rating of 81%, and that's from the critics. Okay. Audience score on it is 64%. And that means that out of the 58,000 plus ratings they've gotten, it's gotten a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. Now, to put that in perspective, I chose a movie I don't like from the Bond series, Die Another Day. <laughs>
0: yeah. That
1: only has a 55% tomato meter rating, okay. and the audience score is a dismal 41%. Yeah. If we want to contrast it to something like From Russia With Love, that one, has 90, it isn't even the highest Bond movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But it gets a 97% tomato meter rating, an 84% audience score.
0: Yeah, that's nice. Let's go for your look on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, that one gets a 99% tomato (laughs) meter. So the critics love it and an 89% audience score. So if we contrast that with the 81% tomato meter and 64% audience, it does fall somewhere in between the good and the bad in the the Bond world.
0: All right. So it looks like the reviews do have Honor Majesty's Secret Service basically somewhere in the middle. Overall, we know now that George Lazenby brought a different look and feel to James Bond, a more vulnerable James Bond, with a true and emotionally compelling storyline that goes along with it, with Bond falling in love and getting married. This is against the background of being a womanizer with sexual encounters in most of the previous Sean Connery, James Bond movies. It also offers some oh, great... Wait,
1: wait, wait a second, though, Dan, because to be fair, when they're up in Pete's Gloria, he is having some sexual encounters. So it, it, there is some, you know, even though there's romance... Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, he actually has quite a few in this movie, yeah. and that's one of the critiques, too, that, oh, he's falling in love, and blah, 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 blah but yet he's, you know... <laughs> Yeah, room number eight, uh, you know, eight o'clock or whatever, nine o'clock for you. Yeah, okay.
1: Some men are just cads.
0: <laughs> yeah. It also offers some great well-executed action sequences that include James Bond on snow skis for the first time, and even a bobsled chase. Gotta Amazing love bobsleds.
1: Gotta love bobsleds.
0: Yeah, that was, that was cool. I know We hadn't seen that before. Amazing vistas in the Swiss Alps and Portugal and so on. It all added to the visual appeal of the movie as well. So the cinematography was solid. And the soundtrack, well, composed by John Barry, is also a very strong point in the presentation of this Bond movie. It is emotive and haunting the soundtrack in many ways and all the way through to this day. So it's pretty cool.
1: I I absolutely agree. So that's kind of the high level on it. So let's go ahead and break down the good and the bad, if you will. On this. So let's <laughs> start good, with the good, the
0: bad, and the ugly.
1: Yeah, let's, there, there are no uglies. yeah no. Right. So we're going to start with our top ten reasons on Her Majesty's Secret Service this is a good movie to us. Mm-hmm. And the first is George Lazenby's debut. It marked his first and only appearance as James Bond. He brought a fresh and unique take on the character, but many people didn't like the transition from Sean Connery to Lazenby. It was a very different style of Bond, and they didn't have the benefit that we have now of over the twenty-five movies having yeah. six different Bonds. Yeah. we're used to the Bond changing, and how he acts changes with each new actor. But yeah, I think over the years, George Lazenby has had this movie gain kind of a almost a cult following, where people are appreciating this storyline as well as B's portrayal of James Bond even more. But it took some time because it was so inspiring a difference when it first came out.
0: It's always difficult to be the next guy up after the first guy (laughs) or after a huge successful guy. It's like, you know, who wants to be the Duke coach after uh, Krzyzewski leaves? Well, actually, the guy's doing pretty good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> or the guy, the, or Mike Davis, who replaced Bob Knight, right after that yeah. legend retired. I mean, yeah, okay. yeah,
0: got fired. So I think generally this is true. When we talk with James Bond fans on our Zoom parties after we do trivia, this is something that's that many people bring up that they like this movie more and more over time, and and we hear that a lot. Absolutely. Our second reason we think this is a good movie is the emotional depth that it shows. Okay. There's no previous James Bond movie where the emotional depth of the character reaches anything like the depth we see in On Her Majesty's Secret Service which is more like a mountain tunnel driller than a shovel of compassion or a shovel of <laughs> emotional depth.
1: Okay, and that's so, an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Wait, we go deep. Mount, Did you say mountain tunnel driller?
0: Yeah, you know, they drill the whole tunnels through mountains and stuff. They you have those big, giant things. That's what that's more like in this movie than a <laughs> shovel full of emotion. <laughs> okay. All right. Because we're going deep here. As, we, as deep as you can go into this movie, Bond's emotional side is in the spotlight here, adding a layer to a character that we all thought we knew before, right? Making James Bond more relatable and real. With a demonstrable human character, Bond's loyalty and his duty are tested also in a way that sets it apart as he's committed to his mission and to the people he cares about here. And it's tested throughout the movie. So there's some stuff here that we haven't seen before.
1: Well, that's true, because if you look at the way that the Connery Bond was played... It was this suave, just whatever. And yeah, he got into some fights and stuff like that. But he never really, I mean, what his probably his one of his biggest emotions we saw was when Coral dies. Right. Yeah.
0: He has some, he shows some when yeah. Coral dies and he shows some for Jill Masterson and Tilly Masterson, but not nothing like this. Yeah, nothing, that's, nothing like what is achieved here with the mountain tunnel driller in Honor Majesty's
1: Secret Service. <laughs> mountain tunnel driller. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
0: the third reason we think this is a good movie is its romantic storyline the first five movies with connery had women and sometimes like with tanya and from russia with love a deeper relationship developing but nothing there ever set us up for honor Majesty's secret service we are ill-prepared to see this deep emotional side of bond which is why we are stunned as the movie tunnels into Bond's romantic side with the introduction of Tracy DiVincenzo, played by, of course, Diana Rigg, who adds so much to this movie, and his developing relationship with her, which we see developing on screen, which is terrific. This added to the Bond character we knew from before and showed us a completely different facet of his life that we thought we could never have seen. George Lazenby's on-screen synergy and Dynamics with Diana Rigg were outstanding. There's all stories about how they didn't get along off-camera and the garlic story and all that kind of stuff. But on (laughs) camera, (laughs) they were terrific.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to agree with you first on this relationship here. And I normally don't like romance movies. But for me, this was really a romance-slash-action movie, so it worked for me. And I don't think we'd get what happened in the way they ended Casino Royale without this movie being here first.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's a good point.
1: Okay, so the fourth reason we think this is a good movie is, as I just alluded to, it's ambitious action sequences. Yes. If we Bond fans like action, well, there's a lot of it in this movie. Yeah. And it's well executed, it's well acted, and it really draws you in. Dan, you mentioned at the beginning, the ski chases and the bobsled chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we also have the assault on Pete's Gloria as well. really spotlighting some of the great stunts and gorgeous scenery and cinematography. And to me, the cinematography was one of the things that grabbed me because yeah. I really liked how Willie Bogner changed how ski sequences had historically been filmed. I mean, him skiing backwards with the camera between his legs was just amazing
0: yeah. that he yes. did
1: this. And I thought yeah. it really brought us into the chases better and it was just just blew me away cinematically.
0: Yeah, yeah. You see some shots of him doing that, and you think, You are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and we also, you know, we need to talk a little bit about Blowfield's clinic attack of Pete's Gloria. I mean, the cinematography with that, the Swiss Alps, they're breathtaking. Yeah. The breathtaking backdrop and they use the backdrop with the action sequences to really give you the feel for it so you get the stuff on the the gondola you get the the bobsled i mean all of that is using the scenery but applying action to it which is really really well done
0: yeah all right the fifth reason we think that this is a good movie is its constant motion its tense pacing People think this is not as action packed as some other Bond movies, or certainly some Mission Impossible movies we see now, and so on. But we are really engaged the entire time in the movie from the pre title sequence, which is one of the best, to the kidnapping of Bond to bring him to Draco's headquarters, to the bullring birthday party, the developing love relationship we see growing between Bond and Tracy. The Blofeld introduction and Bond as Hillary, the assault on Peace Gloria, the wedding and the tragic ending, all fantastic and pretty much nonstop. We are kept engaged throughout. That is good and difficult to do.
1: Very difficult to do, I think. It just keeps moving and keeps you going. So that brings us to the sixth reason we think this is a good movie, and it's for its compelling villain. You yeah. mentioned Blofeld, and we've got a new actor here. We've got Telly Savalas playing Blofeld. Yeah. And to me, at least, it, I thought this was a really strong Blofeld. He delivered, me a, he delivered a memorable performance as what was a formidable adversary for Bond. So he added to the pace and the intensity to the movie overall. The interactions between the two actors was really, really good to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the way he smoked the cigarette, Tom, I mean, that that was different and powerful. Oh, that's the way he held the cigarette, right? <laughs> it's like, "Whoo," good.
1: Yeah, and I think that helped with his portrayal, you know, that and other parts of his acting. His portrayal of confidence. Oh yeah. I Don't think we get in all of the Blofelds projected by different actors. I mean, if you think about Christoph Waltz's Blofeld, yeah. right? very different character than the way that Savalas plays Blofeld, right? Mm-hmm. But much yeah. like but what much like the James Bond actors change and the character changes with the new actor, Blowfeld yeah. does well. And I really think that Telly Savallis's Blofeld is one of my favorite.
0: I agree. I think I think he he might be my favorite. I mean there, you know Donald Pleasance was pretty good, but but Savalas, like you said, never wavers in his confidence. He is cocky throughout and confident throughout. The others sometimes seem a little iffy, but, and, and I like it that he's hands-on. He's a hands-on Blofeld. He's going skiing. He's chasing Bond. He's doing all that kind of stuff. I I really liked his portrayal of of Blofeld. Terrific.
1: All right. So then the next thing that I really want to move into here is I guess this would be what number seven is the John Barry score. Yeah, yeah. That score by John Barry, it's, in my opinion, one of the best in any of the Bond movies. Yes, it was a deviation from the earlier Bonds, but this movie is a deviation. And to me, it seamlessly enhances the key scenes. I mean, if you just listen to this score, forget the movie, just listen to the score, and it's amazing. And you take some of these scenes, like some of the emotional scenes, and how that music just contributes and... Heightens the overall atmosphere of the movie yeah, yeah. and it's, how these scenes engage the audience to me. Awesome. It's brilliant.
0: It is. It is. I agree. It's great. It's terrific. John Barry's always great, but this is a great musical score for a Bond movie. It's up there with the best. All right, let's get on to number eight. So, the eighth reason we think this is a good movie the movie is faithful to Ian Fleming's novel. As we moved farther and farther away, from Ian Fleming's novels and the later Bond movies on Her Majesty's Secret Service is pretty true to the Ian Fleming original novel. There are some changes Absolutely. of course but overall it's pretty close and it captures the essence of the source material which if you are a literary Ian Fleming fan you can see this as a plus because it is one of the best written James Bond novels a great read and a great screenplay bringing the novel to life. That is fantastic.
1: Well, and it's great when they do that. Even in Casino Royale 2006, right, the Daniel Craig version. Yeah. Yes, they changed the game that was played. They played poker instead of Baccarat, but still. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very true to the novel. And if you look at what they did after that one, they didn't play it off the novels, and it went off the rails yeah well they
0: ran out of source material for sure yeah and you know Casino Royale obviously they got the rights to that late but yeah all, all the stuff that's not based on the in Fleming hey some of it's very good The Spy Who Loved Me for instance hey, that was a great movie it had nothing to do with the novel because Fleming didn't want the novel turned into a movie because it wasn't them it wasn't from Bond's perspective it was a third person kind of perspective telling a story much like we see in the end of no time to die. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. God, please.
1: Yeah, I just, I just really like it when they are able to stick close to the novels, and they did that here. Yeah, and it really works because he was a good writer, and by sticking to the novel, you had a good core, unlike what we get out of Purvis and Wade today. <laughs> But Other I'm, I, I'm never gonna let that down with those guys. I mean, I just hate their writing, except for for Goldeneye. I guess that was good. Yeah, Goldeneye. know Royale. I'm counting. It's kind of theirs, but it's really off the book. All
0: right, yeah. all, right all right, all right. Enough all right. of
1: that. I'll, I'll stop that. So let's let's get on to number nine. Yeah, number nine. Why we think that On Her Majesty's Secret Service is a good movie, and it's yeah. twisted ending. Right. Yeah that unexpected ending we get. Now we all know the ending and we know the, it was a stunning difference to any other James Bond movie to date. And no one who's seen the movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service will ever forget that ending. A human bond is emotional. We see his pain and Lazenby plays this really well. With the way that it was acted and we see that emotional pain I think that ending really, really took people by shock.
0: It did. It took everybody by shock, and really, the pain in the movie jumped off the screen and into us as you're watching, because that's how good that scene was. You're talking about George Lazenby's acting. That's going to be number 10 for us. George Lazenby's acting is our death reason why we think this is a good movie. All right, many critics, many critics have blasted the hell out of George Lazenby for his acting or lack thereof, in this movie. But many think he was okay, and others think he was very good. It's a mixed bag, but lots of criticism of of him not being good. He was not an actor. He pushed his way into the meeting with Broccoli and Saltzman. He bloodied a stunt fighter during a tryout, and he got the job. <laughs> he lied about being an actor in Europe because they couldn't track it down. There was no internet then. Yep. <laughs> so, hey. Like
1: yeah, and uh, I and I think he did a good job pulling the wool over everybody's eyes and how he landed that role. He did. He was so different than Connery, there were some people put off by it. That's why we're saying that some people liked it and some people didn't. It was a huge departure of what everybody thought James Bond was because of the way Connery brought that character to screen.
0: Yeah, and again. It is difficult, if not impossible, to seamlessly transition from a superstar actor like Sean Connery, who brought James Bond to the screen for the first time in huge, successful ways, and then you're the next guy. Uh, an unknown. Good luck with that. unknown.
1: Good yeah. luck with that. <laughs>
0: it's hard. Very difficult. And we think George did a great job. But there's a lot of people out there, of course, who didn't like George Lazenby as Bond. All right, so let's look at a few of those. One, he's new, like we just said, and he's replacing a legend, Sean Connery. Just completed five James Bond movies, like we said. The bottom line is today, On Her Majesty's Secret Service is liked by more people than ever before, for all of the reasons we just mentioned.
1: Okay, so that's our top ten why we think it's a good movie. So let's move on to some of the criticisms. Why do some people think that On Her Majesty's Secret Service is a bad movie or not at the highest regard of all the Bond movies? And the first one is what you just talked about as a positive, (laughs) Dan, and that's George Lazenby, right? And his one shot, right? As we said, some James Bond fans weren't too thrilled with Lazenby as Bond. It was his only appearance, and for some, that, that contrast was just too much versus what we had with Sean Connery. And we only got George once now people were happy that we only got him once. He and other people wished he had done more because I personally would have liked to have seen him do more. Yeah, me too. But one outing is hard to win over a tough audience, especially when it's such a big change in character delivery than what we saw yeah. in Sean Connery. So yeah. let's talk about some of these reasons that George has a problem with the audience in some cases.
0: I mean, yeah, like you said, he is new, yeah. and he's replacing a legend in Sean Connery who brought James Bond to the screen for the first time ever and, and successfully with five movies before this. So now you're the guy filling in now and, and replacing the legend. Oh, that's pretty hard.
1: Well, well a, and he, it's not, And it's not that you're just replacing the legend because unlike with Roger Moore, who was a very well-known actor, this was an unknown. Right. Nobody knew who this guy was. No. Yeah. So you bring him, it's, it's not just, oh, I can be comfortable with Roger taking this over. But who yeah. the fuck is this guy? Yeah,
0: right. I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't know Sean Connery either when he started with this. But he was in a movie and he, he was around. Movies, yeah. George didn't do anything except some commercials and he was a model.
1: Yeah, and Sean had some stage presence. So people who were familiar with the theater may have known who he, who he was.
0: Yeah, yeah, and here's another reason, and it's a crazy one, but it's a, it's a valid reason. He wore a kilt.
1: Okay, yeah. not his fault.
0: Yeah, I know, <laughs> but he wore a kilt. Yeah, that's right. The image of James Bond in a kilt in this movie really put a lot of people off. It did. It put a lot of people off. <laughs> I mean, later, after Sean Connery retired from Bond, the Bond world with his Scottish heritage and all. We saw him in a kilt, and we were all okay with that. He looked great. He looked handsome and so on. But George here in this movie in a kilt? Nah. A lot of people were not ready for this. Nobody was ready for it, really. And as shallow as that may be, we held it against him. No question. Heck, there are still so many people who didn't like Roger Moore dressed as a clown in Octopussy. You still hear that.
1: (laughs) Which is just amazing to me because... It was his way of getting into the circus. It made yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely legitimate in that particular case. And here As he is was killed
1: here. He he's he's was
0: illita- yeah, imitating Hillary Bray. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's just not the image though of Bond that we had been accustomed to, with Sean being so suave and debonair all of the time, no matter what he wore. He was, you know, maybe that blue little jumpsuit thing he wore in Goldfinger. I never thought that was a great idea, but...
1: There are some people who really like that outfit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. A lot of women like that outfit. All right, so here we held it against George.
1: I'll agree with you on those points, Dan. And I think, and I think you do as well, that George Lazenby did a fine job acting this role. And looking at him, he really made a great bond, especially for this movie, because of the emotion and the way he was able to play the emotion. We wish we had done a few more Bond movies. I, had he done that, I think we'd all be talking about him as being, I don't know, one of the best Bonds ever or definitely up so there. There are a lot of people who hold him last, and I think if he had done a few more, that would absolutely Yeah, yeah, change. you
0: look at most of the lists, he's last on the list of the six that have played Bond so far. And unfairly, I think, because hey, he only did one, but that was his choice. So he made that bed, so he's uh, sleeping in it. So there you go. All right. <laughs>
1: Well, Bond is used to sleeping
0: in a bunch <laughs> yeah, of different places. There you go. <laughs> All right. So the second reason, another reason that it's not liked so much, it this movie has a different feel to it and a different story to it than anything else we've ever seen before in a Bond movie. Certainly, this film is more emotional and romantic compared to the previous five Bond movies. So the audience is used to the classic Bond, quote unquote. The Bond, who was a well-groomed suave worldly a far less attached bond every guy wanted to be bond during connery's run he's always getting the woman while here here with kilts and marriage oh no no not so much but fleming's story dictates the movie and his story was stuck to very closely so maybe don't blame george here
1: (laughs) i'm with you there Now another reason why people aren't as high on this movie was because of what preceded it in terms of things like from rush with love and goldfinger and that we saw a lot of gadgets yeah, in those yeah. movies on Majesty's secret service is really lacking on the the gadget front where are all the gadgets <laughs> and many people don't like that there's not a focus on the yeah
0: gadgets. is that fair i don't know i mean the story didn't need gadgets right i mean
1: absolutely so, so. yeah i think i actually think if you had done a lot of gadgets they would have been on yeah, out of place because right. as you say, this is an emotional romance yeah. story and yes there's the whole fights and action sequences that have happened and the blow fell apart but it still is something that there really wasn't a need for gadgets no, in this i know movie. but a
0: lot of people just thought Oh, geez, no gadgets after, you know, especially after you see Goldfinger with the car and the DB5 and the, the whole introduction of that stuff and all the gadgets in the car. People are thinking, oh, this is kind of boring with no gadgets and so on. And it's kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back for the, for them. No gadgets, no fun. Uh uh-uh. Of course, there are some gadgets like the AR-7 rifle that Bond takes out of the glove box in the pre-title sequence. And, of course, all of Blofeld's stuff, the chemicals and his plan and the distribution plan, but for the most part, no, not too many gadgets.
1: So you're saying that by going, there was a lack of continuity in the lack of gadget use. So why don't you talk about some other areas where there was a lack Yeah. And of I continuity. think that's
0: another reason why a lot of people don't like this movie because the, you know, of course, again, continuity has never been a strong suit of in productions, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we say that all the time, but it's true, but there's a lack of continuity here. And so, maybe because of a new actor and a different twist in character development, fans saw this as a lack of continuity, but really it wasn't.
1: All right, so you're critiquing Eon Productions here for a lack of continuity, but sometimes they had props that they used, like the brass ornate piece on M's desk in Dr. Nolan from yeah. Marshall with Love. That's the same piece, and there was continuity. That back. I liked. And in this movie, I did like the continuity or the callbacks to the prior yes. Bond movies. Again, we've got a new actor here, but they're letting you know it's still yes. James Bond.
0: This critique, really, of of continuity, <laughs> always an issue. But in this one, there actually is a little bit more of the continuity because of what you just said. The callbacks to the previous Bond movies to show us that, hey, this is still the same Bond. You know, they pulled the props out from Dr. No, they pulled the props out from, from Russia with Love when he's clearing his desk out and so on. That was good continuity. So, yeah, but in general, people critique Ian for not having a a continuity priority, but, you know, hey, they're telling stories and they move on. But the character bond changed here, for sure. And so...
1: Okay, and another character that changes, again, a change in continuity, if you will, or adding discontinuity, is somebody we talked about as a, we thought was a positive, but there were people... Put off by the fact that Blofeld is portrayed by Telly Savalis. Yeah. So we not only get a new face for James Bond, we get a new face yeah. for Blofeld. Get used and to it. And some fans <laughs> thought that that broke the chain as well. You know, why couldn't you carry over the Blofeld, at least into this movie, since you were already changing yeah. the Bond? But people are getting used to it. We get a new Felix Leiter every time until we kill him in no time to die. And yeah, like yeah, everybody yeah. else dies. And we have M's and Money Pennies yeah. later on. So the saga of James Bond movies, especially with them lasting over time like they are, you do need to replace actors with new actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they age out of the role.
0: Like you said, new Felix is new money pennies, because they're the same character. M, I have no problem changing the M's because that's a position. And so you have a different character, a different person as M. Hey, that's the person who's M now. But it's not a person. It's a position. The rest of them, yeah, we've changed characters like crazy. So, hey, what are you getting crazy about Blowfelt? Anyway, Kelly Zavallis was a damn good Blowfelt. So, there you go. <laughs> so, all right. Others, though, saw this movie as not being action-packed. What? That gets me. I know. Hey, we got the...
1: Where are you coming from? Wait, wait, wait. Who yeah, says I, that? You,
0: I, I, you, read, you read stuff like that, and you talk to people sometimes and say it wasn't really enough. You know, I think they look at the, the love montage as being a slow thing. It's like, oh, my God. We're wasting two minutes on a love montage or whatever. But that is what developed their relationship on screen to us. That's one of the key elements. So that's not a thing. All right, mate, you don't have the Junkanoo Parade or the big volcano set or the Goldfinger Lair. Okay, I, I could see that.
1: Oh, but you got Pete's Gloria. Yeah. Pete's Gloria and Goldfinger well, Lair. But you yeah, got, got Pete's Gloria, in. which yeah. is
0: pretty damn good, right? Uh, and Honor Majesty's Secret Service moves well with plenty of action happening that keeps your interest. But... Some people think it's not like the, uh, the other movies in terms of action pack. Okay.
1: Well, see, and it's like From Russia With Love doesn't have as much action either. And to me, that makes a better spy movie. That was movie. one of the
0: best spy right? movies, espionage. It was espionage. Yeah.
1: So the people who don't think that this had enough action, to me, having not as much action is a positive because you're focusing on the story instead of letting the the action. So I think these people who are criticizing it and saying this is one of the reasons yeah. why they don't like this movie, in my opinion. Yeah. They I, yeah.
0: I mean, they may, they may, like I said, maybe looking at elements from, from some of the other movies that they thought, oh, the big, big sets, like big, big sets with lots of people, the junk a New Parade, all that. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But there's plenty of action in this movie. Plenty of good action, I think. Anyway.
1: Okay. So let's move into another reason And to me, this is kind of funny because we've been talking about reasons people don't like it. And many of the reasons people don't like this movie, we also were putting in as the positives. And so the ending shocker was something that put a lot of people off. There were a lot of people who liked it, but the ending twist, it put a lot of people off. So they originally thought this was going to be the opening of the next Bond movie with George Lazenby. It wasn't going to be the end of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, the plan was they were going to go off and to be married and you know, they get married and then Mm -hmm. they leave. But since George quit, they put it in here and they threw it in at the end of this movie. And it shocked all of us. It did. It was very disturbing to be sure. I mean, it was very different than any other James Bond movie we'd seen today. And there were a lot of people really bothered by this, that this was the way they ended a James Bond. Okay.
0: All right. You know, and I'm going to give these people a little break here because some people do not like the way no time to die ended either. And
1: <laughs> Yeah, because it sucked.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to give these critiquers a little break here because, yeah, this was a shocker. But it wasn't as much a shocker as the No Time to Die one. So there you go. Well, but because you can see where sometimes the this, ending, wasn't
1: it, the it, end yeah. this wasn't the end of Bond. This wasn't right. the end of Bond.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Okay,
1: all right. This actually allowed Bond to continue his ways because he didn't have a wife, so he could go off and be the cat again. Yeah. Okay, so... We also talked as the, in the positives about the score that John Barry had here. Yeah. And how we loved the soundtrack, but there were some people, especially at the time, that thought it was too romantic. Instead of that brassy Bond music they were used to, this soundtrack was different. Yes. Yeah. And John Barry's usual Bond theme is replaced by a more romantic version, yes. which didn't resonate with everybody. Yeah.
0: But in general, I think people think this is one damn good soundtrack. So the few critics out there that they think that might be too romantic or whatever, I'm going to say, well, fine. You're entitled to your opinion, I guess.
1: (laughs) So I'm getting a trend here that as we talk about what the critics are saying about this movie... We don't tend to agree with them because we did like this movie. (laughs) Yeah, we did like
0: this movie. That was number eight, by the way. All right. Number nine is, were there enough iconic moments in the movie? You get a bunch of, you look at all the James Bond movies in the past and so on. Did Honor Majesty, Majesty's Secret Service have enough standout memorable moments that define the series to date? The intro Bond and Doctor No, for example, the dialogue and some that are just so memorable. You expect me to talk? No, Mister Bond, I expect you to die. Everybody in the world knows that line. <laughs> but here he get, here he gets married. I mean, come on, does it get any more iconic than that? <laughs> Bond getting married. So, and there's enough. There's enough in here. There's enough lines in here too, and there's enough memorable things like, you know, hey, hey this never happened to the other fella. I mean, there's stuff in here that. You know, is good enough.
1: It sounds yeah, like we are critiquing
0: a, the critiquers.
1: <laughs> we are, we are Well, I would say that though, if based on a lot of the other James Bond movies, you don't have as many lines to quote here. That's true. As you do from the other That's ones. True. So I'll give you, I'll give you that That's piece. True. But as you just alluded to, the next reason kind of goes back to the first one about George Lazenby yeah. that Connery's shoes were just. Really, really almost impossible to fill. So coming after the Connery's successful run, any new Bond actor might have had unfair comparisons and expectations. Yes. There. Especially yes. with this story, because the story was different. Yes. So you not only had a new Blofeld, a new Bond, but you also had a new type of James Bond story. Yes. Anytime you see these kind of changes, you are gonna get people who say, I like the old way better. Yep. And because George Lazenby made the mistake of opting out and not doing another Bond movie. He even agrees today that this was a mistake. Uh, We think that that made this movie an even tougher sell afterwards because we had somebody that was trying to step into Connery's shoes and bailed on
0: us. Alright, the bottom line is here, as we said before, as the years will by, this movie becomes more and more popular and more and more appreciated, and George Lazenby is still in demand because of his one James Bond movie he did in his career. Alright, we talked a lot about George, he added a lot to the character of Bond in good ways, we think. Alright, so there you have it. A mix of performances, plot intricacies, character development, and cinematic elements that make Honor Majesty's Secret Service a standout top Bond movie.
1: It's in my top five.
0: It's in my top five as well, and it should be in everyone's top five. <laughs> While it may not be as celebrated or cherished as some of the other Bond films, Honor Majesty's Secret Service has earned its place in the franchise's history for taking some pretty big risks and offering a very different take on the iconic character. Do we make any <laughs> sense? No. <laughs> us know. Many people... <laughs>
1: we'll have different opinions than what we've expressed here. I mean, that's why you have the positives and the oh, negatives yeah. out there. We'd love to hear them. Post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com yep. spymovienavigator navigator. All is one word. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to see a lively discussion on On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Let us know what you think.
0: Yeah, do it. All right, that's a wrap of our decoding of some of the top elements in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Agree, or not? Let us know. This has been Dan and Tom of SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Please do us all a favor and subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts, and to our YouTube channel as well. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you spending time with us.